Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Lock and Key Unlocked, a podcast about Lock and Key on Netflix and the comic books by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez that it is based on. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. And what a day. What a wonderful day because we got the first teaser trailer for Lock and Key Season 2. So go watch that on the old internets. We've watched it. We're excited about it. We're stoked. We also got the news that Season 2 is officially debuting on October 22nd. We knew it was October, but now we know when. A week before my birthday. So excited. The perfect present for me. Very cool. Where were they we're, taking it? Uh, taking ownership of it? Yeah, I mean, you know, they did that for me. They could have done it on my birthday a week later, but they wanted to give me a little time to just celebrate and let it soak in. And I appreciate what a way that. To Thank get you, your, Netflix. What a way to get your birthday out to the masses! You're just clearly fishing for some Ooh, sort of a little drop there. I mean, if you want to get me something, it's fine. I don't, you know, I don't know, whatever you want. But let's. You seem pretty happy with this lock and key premiere date as a gift. So uh, consider that consider my <laughs> name Justin. on that card. My name is on that card. As well. well, let's talk about the trailer. So uh, let's talk general impressions and then we can kind of go scene by scene with some speculation, things that we noticed in there. It's only about a minute long, so there's not a ton to go on. We'll probably get a full teaser, a full trailer later on that will parse through with our third member, Pete, who is out of town and probably kicking himself Forever oh, leaving. he is. Once we tell him that this trailer's out in like two weeks, he's going to be mad. <laughs> so what was your impression here? You know, we liked, uh, of course, the first season of the show. We love the comic book. But what did you think going in here? What was your general impression of this teaser trailer? I thought it was great. I think it, this uh, this trailer does a good job of um, showing us that I think some time has passed. Um, the, all of the kids seem much more uh, comfortable using the keys. Um, so we we get that little bit of like, oh, here's our friends we haven't seen in so long. They've been busy. They had a busy summer. They've grown up so much. Um, and then we see all the dread that's coming their way, uh, ending on this invention um, or birthing of a perhaps a brand new key that we don't know anything about. Yeah, I really like this as well. I like the fact that this is all from – Gabe's perspective, he does the entire narration. You know, a lot of the first season, which, again, I really enjoyed, felt like it was leading up to this twist at the end. And if you haven't watched season one for every reason, please go, because I'm about to spoil it. But at the end of the first season, we found out that Gabe, played by Griffin Gluck, was actually Dodge, the big villain. There was the big reveal there, which they remind us of right at the top of the trailer. And not only that, but Eden has also been infected by one of the demons that was let go from the Black Door while they thought they were beating Dodge. They were very wrong about that. So it's nice that we get a little bit of a reminder of that, but it's clear that this is from the villain's perspective, and it feels like, just based on the scant one minute of footage, that a lot of this season is going to have the Lock kids very much behind the ball as the bad guys continue to amp up their plan in a very big way. 
huge sense of dread. I mean, it, it, it's something that we talk about a lot in the comic. Like, there's so much dread hanging over the the series and the characters throughout, and it's like, oof, this feels insurmountable what they are up against and it feels like they've translated that to what seems like a lot of new scenes and mm-hmm. story points that we're seeing here this i didn't recognize a, very much from the comic itself besides some of the the key and the, some of the keys in the crown obviously yeah the first the first season was very roughly uh, the first volume and then some of the second and third volume and then some of the stuff even later than that. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see how much of the second season is a pure invention, how they hit some of those iconic moments. Like there's a in this section that I think they're very roughly adapting for the second season, they're going to hit Sparrow the issue that's the Calvin and Hobbes inspired issue. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how, if at all, we get that on the show because it has such a distinct look to it. But to your point, yeah, this, the the purely having Gabe around with Eden changes everything. Like that is not a thing from the comic book. It changes the dynamic. It makes it different. Just to give everybody a little plug. We talked to Hylia Jones on our live show. Um, so go back and check that out in the comic book club feed. Uh, great chatting with her and getting some teases on the second and third season. We'll talk about that in a moment. But the voiceover here, I think, is really nice. The narration that Gabe has is, the world has so much potential to be reborn and consumed, to be ruled. It's time to finish what I started. You ready? And it one of the things that I think is great about this villain is it is a villain that is just purely evil. He's been taken over by a demon. All he wants is to rule the earth. There's no, I went through this as a child. This is sad for me. We do get some of that stuff with some other characters that I won't spoil or from the villain perspective in a different way as the book goes along. But for the most part, all the demons want is to consume everything, and that's it. Yeah, um, it's... It, it, it speaks to, like I was saying in the comic, like having a villain that you don't have uh, any sympathy for makes it um, scarier, I think, and a little bit more uh, impossible to defeat. They can't appeal to the nicer side of any of these villains. Yeah. Let's talk through some of the scenes. So we got that recap, as we mentioned, of Gabe turning into Dodge from last season. And then we get a fresh new thing that I thought was really interesting in particular. Kinsey walking on water. This is from a still that we saw from the show that Netflix released back when they announced it was coming back in October. Um, It turns out she's clearly using the head key. Now, she still exits from the revolving door. If I remember correctly, her head was a mall last season, right? Yeah, that's right. But she's walking out of something very different. She's walking along on a lake. There's a swan boat there. Has something changed inside Kinsey's head from season one to season two, do you think? I think so. I think we're going to see some real progression here. And as the what's the way the trailer puts it, and like we don't know for sure because it's only a minute, but it feels like the kids, the lock kids are going to be getting better at their side of things. Um, sort of growing up a little bit, getting better at the keys. But at the same time that we're seeing the secret villains, the villains they're not aware of, also getting better at doing, like setting up a bunch of lies for them and obstacles while they're also getting better um, at being bad. Yeah. Then we get a carnival. Shut up, a carnival. Always a creepy place to set things. Then a hedge maze. Again, very creepy place to set things, but we don't know much about that. Followed by Gabe. Seemingly goes through the ghost door, flies over the town. He's clearly kind of got the run of the house, something that does happen 
once we got that flip and reveal in the comic books. He tends to walk through the house looking for keys and trying to find things, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. There's a jock with tape on his mouth. Don't know what's going on there, but Gabe's very creepy about it. Something. something. And then we get a part that's very upsetting for me personally. Tyler and Bodie see webs all over the house, and there's a giant spider. I just don't now, like giants. You don't like, no, you don't like giant spiders, or you don't like any spiders? Great question. Probably giant hairy spiders is, I think, hair. the thing that I particularly don't like. Like, what when if it gets they to the point where you can see the hair on their legs, no thank you. What if their hair is, like, combed, if it's more of a quaff? Oh, like a beautiful, yes. Uh, yes, then. Oh, good. So, like, as I'm saying, you just want it to be a little bit uh, taken care of, manicured. You know, I, like I, I want to be able beard. to look at it and say, wow, that's a handsome spider. Right. <laughs> I hear you say that a lot, that line. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, wow. Ooh, Ooh, hey, when spider. we go camping, oh. you're like, ooh, that's a handsome spider. Ooh, and wow, what a... <laughs> those daddy long legs on hey, that Those one. legs go all the way up to, well, your head, I guess. That's the way spiders work. The legs go right up to their mouths. <laughs> horrible, horrible little creatures. Uh, because I'm more scared of tiny spiders from really? the movie Arachnophobia. Yeah. Oh. Uh, do, oh, the movie, oh, this is very much has nothing to do with the lock and key trailer, but the movie Arachnophobia legitimately changed the way I do things for my entire life. The scene when the spider falls on her in the shower, on her face. Yeah. I still, almost every time I take a shower, look up just in case there's a spider on the ceiling. Yeah, because that scene really, oof, gotcha. Oh. When I see a tiny spider, I worry way more about. I don't know why, because I'm like, they can't fit much v- killing venom in that tiny little body, but they can. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a shot of Eden wearing the crown of shadows near the black door. She's raiding shadows as Gabe watches. I, My guess, my theory here is this is part of some sort of training sequence where Gabe is kind of showing her how to use things and use the keys. Uh, what's your take on that? Uh, of the shadows? Well, just Eden wearing the crown of shadows. I think it's some sort of training sequence, right? Yes, I, I think so, 100%. It's, uh, the crown of shadows, I'm sort of, and I don't know how many people have listened or have read the comic books. The crown of shadows is has only bad vibes for me. <laughs> uh, whenever I see it, I'm like, this is, even if, a, if one of our heroes is wearing it, I'm like, whoo, bad, take it off. Um, it's a bad look. So just seeing it, I think, is is scary for me. Um, but I agree with you. It does look like a training sequence, but Eden getting better at that crown is bad. Whatever it is, I hope it has some sort of 80s training montage vibes. Put a little yeah. Eye of the Tiger in there or something like yeah. that. Have, have fun with it. Or yeah. an Eye of the Tiger sound alike. Um, uh, eye of the Spider. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Rising up, combing my leg hair, <laughs> trying to get really scary. I've got the eyes of the spider because I've got a lot of eyes. Yeah, okay, okay. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. That's that pretty one. good for a start. I mean, that was say. great. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> the, then we get a shot of a house falling apart. I don't think this is Key House because of the shape of the roof. This seems like some other house that unfortunately was built on a cliff. One of my other big fears, along with very hairy spiders, but it's falling down. And it looks mm. like Scott, Uncle Dunk, Uncle Dunka, uh, Kinsey, and Tyler with his hand hurt, interestingly, seem to be watching. Kids are running out of presumably that house trying to get out there. So maybe it's some sort of house party that Gabe and Eden have attacked or something like yeah. that. We get a quick shot of Eden and Gabe in a car. Then Bodie pulls a sword from over the fireplace, from the painting over the fireplace. Bodie with a real sword this time. What kind of havoc is he going to cause there? 
big upgrade um, for our, our little Bodie. Um, I I love this. Like Bodie stepping up and uh, being maybe being a little bit more of a Tyler, I think is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, if Tyler gets a little bit distracted by something this season. Mm, interesting. That's dot, dot, dot right there. A couple of other quick shots. We see Scott and Tyler looking shot, shocked. We see Nina walking slowly and nervously. We see Kinsey watching Frost gathering on a glass. And then we get this big glass scene. Gabe puts on goggles. He's forging a new key with Eden. He pulls it out and it's a skull key or something like that. Mm. What's going on here? What's your best theory for what this key does? A lot of options here. Yes. Obviously, uh, perhaps the one right off the top of my uh, skull is this is the death key. This mm. is like um, just an instant, excuse me, murder key. Um, it could also be um, a go to therapy key, like mm-hmm. get your head right. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a dental key because we see a lot of teeth at the bottom of it the skull. It definitely looks like the sort of thing that a biker might have on the back of his jacket. So maybe it's the sweet ride key. Mm. <laughs> How does that work? You, you just put, put the key it in, in and it just becomes a sweet ride that you can yeah. drive anywhere. It just sweetens up your ride. Like if yeah, you put stick it, it into a dog, a... turns into a bike. Stick it into okay. a tree, bike. <laughs> Sandwich, bike. Um, by the way, Alex, yes. stop sticking keys into the neighborhood dogs. <laughs> the whole your whole neighborhood association has talked about it. And I they gotta unlock those dogs. Sick of it. No, All my dogs stop. are locked. Stop unlocking the dogs. The dogs right. are locked for a reason. Okay. I don't think they want to. I don't think they want to be locked. Anyway, we will see what's Excuse going on. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> could you get off my dog and stop trying to jam a key into its ear? <laughs> what? Where else do you want me to jab the key? That's exactly why I said ear, Alex. October 22nd is coming out. The last thing that we will note before we wrap up here, just because it ties into what's happening this week, reportedly season three is going to finish mm. filming at the end of this week on September 17th. The filming date may or may not have changed because of COVID. Obviously, things are running very slowly, but we know that they've already been filming for a couple of months at this point. So let's crazy prognosticate, given the fact that they are done with season three at this point, or almost done with season three. When do you think that's going to come out, given season two is coming out October 22nd? What a feast we have, a lock and key feast. Um, I think that uh, they'll probably pr- try to release it. It makes me think there's going to be a big cliffhanger at the end of the season, and maybe we'll get a, a shorter, much shorter break between, um, between season two and season three. Yeah, I also do wonder if, based on the rapidity of that, if they are planning on making – Season three, the closing chapter of this story of the locks, not to get too heavily into spoilers, but in the the first six volumes of Lock and Key essentially tell the story of this version of the Lock family. And then there's other Golden Age stories that Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez have done, including the currently running uh, Sandman crossover story that jump around in time and show other members of the Lock family Earlier in time, there's a promise that they are going to come back to the Locke family at some time later in time. So, again, I wonder if, given that Jackson Robert Scott in particular is getting older pretty rapidly, that they want to, want to jam through those first six volumes and that story they want to tell in three seasons. If it's a big hit, they can certainly come back to it for a season four, but maybe with some sort of time jump that matches the age of Jackson Robert Scott, or they can do Golden Age and come back or something like that. I guess we'll That's a happens. fun theory. Uh, let's hope this show continues to be as wildly popular as it is already. 
All right, we'll definitely be paying attention. If you would like to support this podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Please, please come by. We absolutely would love to chat with you about Lock and Key. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show. Uh, Lock and Key Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more until October. Keep it locked right here. Wow, nice. And remember to wish Alex a happy birthday, which he is demanding by talking about it incessantly on this podcast. Don't give me any uh, spiders unless they're well quaffed, please. (laughs) Eye of the spider. We did it. We brought everything back together.